0: It's it's like, I'm saying, I want you to take your skin and like, just burn it and then peel it off with your own hands.
1: Well, and this is a sickness that we all have here in the States, at least in capitalist cultures, which is if I'm not producing and I'm not working hard, what is my value?
0: Right. And if I'm not struggling,
1: if I'm not struggling, how do I prove that I'm useful and doing something? Right, And there are many people who've mastered this and there are many more who, ha- who have not, who really are in the loop of that because yeah. we as a culture have constructed this image of what it means to be productive and successful and in certain roles.
0: You're a high achiever. On paper and through the eyes of others, you've made it. Congratulations. But the truth is you feel unwanted unworthy and unlovable. You always have, but you hide it well. Welcome to the Trauma Hiders podcast. I'm Karen Goldfinger Baker, and this is a podcast where high achievers like you finally reveal what keeps them up at night that no amount of money or recognition will fix. I'm also making it my business to speak with people who get you. Hell, I get you. Listing the five ways your fuckery is getting in the way of the next level of your success. Grab it now at karengoldfingerbaker.com. For me, there are podcast guests that make a beautiful dent in my heart that aches for more in the best way possible. Will Reason is one of those guests. He was here in the very beginning of the Trauma Hiders Club, and he's back for so much more. Listen in as we riff on leadership trauma, past experiences being kicked up by present or future fears, how we be with our stuff, and hairy, bold, audacious goals to rid the world of trauma. Right here, right now, on the Trauma Hiders Club podcast. This might be show like 60. Oh my goodness. I know. Remember you were show, I think two or three. I know. (laughs) And here you're back.
1: Here we are again.
0: Yeah. When you were on in one of the first batch of multiple. So I released, I think it was like eight shows in one day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Four were interviews, four were solo shows. And as a podcast host, I felt very like rigid, which is unlike me because generally, like I'm willing to just show up and screw it up, uh-huh. but I felt like this obligation to my people to get it right. Uh-huh. So as I l- go back and listen, what I noticed is missing is connection because I was so committed to getting it right. Mm. Yeah. Oh
1: man, that happens. That's, that's happened to me so many times in the getting it right. We disconnect ourselves from the other and we're not right. fully, really present with whatever the situation asks us, asks yeah. of
2: us.
0: Yeah. 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 So even this conversation today, um, so listeners, I invited Will, I had, I had kind of wanted to kick, some shit around and I invited Will and this was like a casual conversation and I said hey you know what who knows might be a podcast so look how the turntables have turned as Michael Scott would say look how life just marches on so here we are we're going to have a conversation and the thing that I invited Will to riff on is this notion that I have knowing that I'm willing to I wouldn't even say be wrong, but willing to be open for any kind of pushback Mm -hmm. that there is something that I'm calling, I think, and it was called by one other person, leadership trauma. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is something that I've observed in my work with founders, Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it's specific to founders. It's just the place where I see it. What looks so much like trauma, the trauma that happened to you, right? And just as I learned, Will, in your course, Trauma and Somatics, trauma is too soon, too much, too fast, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right? And so the way that it lands in the body is unprocessed and this loop of Mm -hmm. However one, one experiences it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah it could be a loop of thoughts. It could be yeah. a loop of, of emotions. It could be a loop of behaviors. It could be a loop of all sorts of different things, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the difference is in what I'm calling leadership trauma is it has not happened. The thing has not happened. Mm. So that's where I'm like, can I call that trauma? Well, I can call it whatever I want because this is my world, so oh. I am because it it looks the same. So I'll just give an example of what I'm seeing. And that is this loop of what if I fail? It's generally failure-based, fear-slash-failure-based. And it's, if I fail, one, I'll look like an ass, right? I'll look like I'll be a failure these clients are typically very high. I don't really like the term high performing, but let's say they are mm-hmm. for this lack of better phrase, high performing, right? Like multiple rounds of funding well on their way mm-hmm. approaching whether it's in a year or a few, their initial public offering. Mm-hmm. So there's the, what if I fail? Then there is, I will fail my family and, and by the way, not always in this order. My family, the investors, mm-hmm. the employees, the clients, the vendors, right? Just this whole yeah. domino effect of failure. And that's the shit that is keeping these people up at night, The, the at the endless loop. What I'm seeing in the behavior is... Mm-hmm. The voice, like the same voice that I had that said like piece of shit, filth, Mm -hmm. just wrong, right? Like sort of like this existence of wrongness. I'm seeing it looks the same, only the thing hasn't happened.
1: Right, well, we have anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah. What you're
1: describing is anxiety, right? And there's some sort of fear which shows up as a perception. That something might happen, or maybe not even calling it fear, there's some sort of something Mm -hmm. going on inside these individuals. And that manifests as a story. Right. A story about what might happen in the future, how everything might go wrong. And if everything goes wrong, what that might mean about them if that meaning was true, what might happen to the, their family and their sense of belonging and, and, and so on, right?
0: Right, the same sort of like, I might be exiled, right? The right. big yeah, fear, exactly. that yeah. big, big fear, yeah.
1: Yeah I, might, yeah, I might be exiled from the community, which equals death. Right. Right, so I don't know that I'd call it leadership trauma. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd necessarily call that trauma, that particular thing trauma. Mm-hmm. What I'd say is that there's some sort of something living inside of them, some sort of living memory, some sort of something Mm. that's being triggered by the set of circumstances that they're finding themselves in.
0: I'm I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I realize now that while we have touched on sharing significant life events and stories that have held you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is brilliant of me. Not connecting the dots between this future focused thing and this mm-hmm. potential lighting up of that same trauma response, yeah. just different scenarios. Shit. will.
1: yeah, those. these are the symptoms,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 oh
1: my God. Most behavior is a symptom of something.
0: Right. Right. That really, like that's so reasonable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As uncomfortable as it is, that is so reasonable.
1: And it makes their behavior reasonable too. Right. And this is the thing that helps me understand and have empathy for people in most situations. I'm a human, so I get it. You know, I miss the mark on things sometimes, <laughs> but, but it really helps me. Yeah. Because I can see the, the intelligence in that response. Right. And, and our culture encourages us to use self-judgment as a motivator to get things right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're taught this, right? And to get things right the first time. And if we don't get things right, something's going to happen, right? We don't get the good grade. We don't get to keep the role at the company. We might get a divorce. Right. Our friends might stop spending time with us. We might not belong to the club anymore. Right. So it's reinforced all around us that we've, we've got to get it right. We've got to get it right. The first time we've got to be good enough. And so what happens is we form these psychological patterns. Yeah. Some of us. Right. In order to combat these situations. And then some throughout our, our early developing periods of life, right? We have these relationships with our parents and our and our teachers and our coaches and you know the people in our lives that either affirm a different orientation to the world or affirm a version of this orientation to the world, which shows up later as these patterns.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really. One again, I love. I love the connection that you made. Also, I really I want to acknowledge my experience in your course with Oriana the trauma and somatics because that's what I I think I didn't know how to identify what it was I was seeing. Yeah. But I I see it everywhere yeah. and it was your course that really opened my eyes to to the compassionate understanding well compassion self-compassion for one
2: yeah, yeah.
0: and the compassionate understanding of my people mm. who hate this part of themselves right yeah i mean like that makes sense to me Right. Mm -hmm. So I, (laughs) of course you hate, and you want to cut that out and right. right? So our work, my work with them is that all parts are welcome. Mm -hmm. All the parts are welcome and they're all there for a reason. And it was really, it is through the course in trauma and somatics that I could, I could open myself up to that loving position Mm. for me and for my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really cool. So I'm curious as I see this with my clients, as I see the what they believe is a thing that has not happened. Mm-hmm. And there's a tie to what has actually happened.
1: Yeah, they have evidence, right?
0: They have evidence, right? As a coach, as a practitioner, like I know how to be with that. But I'm curious what, what questions or what,
2: Mm.
0: what mode of inquiry, like, how would you approach that? Mm. You have an executive, right? You have a a CEO, a founder, they have board, you know, they have a board, they have all Mm. of these people who are looking to them for their brilliance and their vision and their strength. Yeah. How would you dig into that?
1: Yeah, well, I dig into the feeling Mm. and I do it in a number of different ways. It would depend on the context of the conversation, but let's Mm -hmm. just say we're in conversation and they're identifying this and uh, they're identifying this concern that they have and they're sharing with me just how paralyzing it can be sometimes. Well, we would first discuss the ways that that makes sense and how difficult it is to feel that sense of paralyzed, like being stuck in that and spinning in that and the lack of sleep and the way that the lack of sleep impacts life and the quality Mm -hmm. of relationships and how we just can't get things done. And we can't be creative when we're stressed like that. Right. I'd begin with empathy. Yeah. Empathizing with them. And then from there, from that point, I'd get, I'd get curious with them about what the feeling is that's underneath. Like what's the emotion? Mm. I say feeling because people generally don't distinguish the difference between thoughts and sensations and emotions, right? And so I begin as an entry point, say, so like, well, what is the feeling? But I, I want to help them to process whatever this thing is that that anxiety or those running thoughts are preventing them from feeling. Our mind runs like this as a, as a way to manage the state Mm -hmm. of alertness in our body. So that mind racing will go away when we've addressed whatever the thing is that's happening in the body.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, there may be very practical, useful ideas and thoughts that come out of this ruminating. And the ruminating in and of itself is not helpful. Right it prevents us from really just dealing with the thing that's there. Right. So I'd work with them on, on dealing with that thing that's there so that when they walk into that boardroom, that they're, they have access to their creative centers. I want them to have access to that, that part of their brain that allows them to think creatively, that allows them to, to be confident, to be the visionary.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: really their role in the company is to direct the company. Right. They need to be the visionary. And when we are stressed, we cannot be the visionary. Right. We're just in problem solving mode. And what we need more than anything is to offload the problem solving to our team so that we can imagine where we're going next.
0: Yes. Yeah. Really cool. It's interesting because what I've noticed is the ruminating and the energy around that and the stress created Uh is sort of what the universe is telling these founders that like, that looks good on you. That's how it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. Right. Like if you weren't stressed, I'd question your commitment. Mm. Such crap, such bullshit. Yeah. Right. So like I often tell my founder clients, I want you to be the laziest mm. founder CEO there is. Mm-hmm. I want you to like, think, I don't even really know what I'm, not that I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I have all this spaciousness and that's the discomfort instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and how do we get to that place and not be consumed with anxiety?
0: That's right. When I say, I want you to be the laziest Mm -hmm. founder, CEO, it's, (laughs) it's like I'm saying, I want you to take your skin and like just burn it And then peel it off with your own hands.
1: Well, and this is a sickness that we all have here in the States, at least in capitalist cultures, which is if I'm not producing and I'm not working hard, what is my value?
0: Right. And if I'm not struggling.
1: If I'm not struggling, how do I prove that I'm useful and doing something? Right. And there are many people who've mastered this. And there are many more who who have not, who really are in the loop of that. If yeah. I'm not producing, if I'm not working hard, then I don't deserve to be receiving something from the world. Right. And if I've stopped producing and working hard and it, it being busy is often equated with working hard, but it's, it, it's just busyness, right? Like if I'm not being busy, if I'm not working hard, how do I measure my value in the company? Right. Right. If I have lots of space for daydreaming, how do I prove to the board to my investors, that I'm doing something useful for the company. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Only I know that I'm having this space. Right. But now I feel ashamed. Yeah. Because we, as a culture, have constructed this image of what it means to be productive and successful and in certain roles. Mm
2: -hmm. There are
1: many people who find themselves successful and at peace with that success in their lives, enjoying their lives who do less and are more efficient with what they do, right? It's a matter of finding efficiency and efficiency comes from that being able to access our creative centers, which we can't do when we're stressed. No, we're just using brute force.
0: Right. Right. It's just this like flip-flop shit pile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, we know that given the spaciousness, we could be more creative and more visionary. And yet that is a risk.
1: And it's a that threat
0: fuckery. Yeah. it's a threat. Yeah.
1: And so it threatens my a sense of self. It threatens my place in the world, potentially. Yeah. Um, and rather than do the work necessary to confront that thing that's coming up inside of me, I default to the pattern and I keep doing the thing that I see others doing.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right.
1: there's nothing wrong with that. It's a default pattern, but how, but we want to interrupt it or, you know, if they're hiring you, if they're right. hiring me, like, I want to interrupt it. I want to help them to interrupt it. Yes. Um, and I want their buy-in to do that too, right? I want them to, to be a, a participant that says, I want to interrupt this pattern. My God, I want to feel different. And notice I use the word different here, right? It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. I want a different experience of my role. Mm-hmm. I want a different experience in this company. I want a different experience in my relationship. I want a different experience making money. Because when I have a different experience, maybe that different experience is more preferable to me, um, but it yields different results. Yes. I feel more at ease. And when I feel more at ease, I sleep better. When I sleep better, my relationship is better. Maybe I have more sex with my partner, mm-hmm. right? I'm more present with my children. Um, and when I feel better and I have all these things, right? I'm, I'm sleeping better. I'm more connected with my partner, more connected with my children. Um, my, the money's coming easier, right? And when that happens, my health is better, right? So all of these things point to better health. My body's less stressed. There's less muscle tightness. There are fewer issues in my, in the systems in my body because my body's not working extra
2: Mm -hmm. anymore.
1: It's working less. And we see this a lot. People hit 50, people hit between 50 and 60. And it's younger now too, because people are working hard younger. They hit a certain age, Or a certain role, and they ride that role for a little while, and the next thing you see, health problems. Right. We reduce the stress load on the body, and the body doesn't doesn't have those same symptoms.
0: Well, that's what we're here for.
1: Exactly, right? We want to help the individual to prevent those symptoms from ever happening.
0: Right. Yep. And for those that are experiencing those symptoms, here we are. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's no shortage of work, Will.
2: Mm-mm. No, <laughs> not no, today.
0: Not today. <laughs> no. And yet we can approach it with such ease and grace because that's who we are. Yeah. 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 This is really helpful. And, you know, what I love about this conversation is very short and so meaningful. Mm. Well, we just said, we just said what we need to say right here. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add?
1: Hmm. Trauma is not something to be ashamed of.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: It's something that we all experience. It's a byproduct of the way that humans have been taught to behave across thousands of years. It's something for us to accept about ourselves, to be able to acknowledge without stigma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because in that, when we remove the shame, we can look at the reality of our of our behavior and we can do something about it. Right right? It's the living memory of something that happened a long time ago. It's not what happened. It's how our body's processing Mm
2: -hmm. the memory
1: of that. And sometimes that gets in the way of us doing normal things. Sometimes it's triggered by normal things like, God, why am I so triggered in this situation? It's okay. You're a human.
0: Yeah.
1: All humans have this happen and something can be done about it. Yeah. Right? There are solutions for these things. And so the, the, stigma, the stigma that lives around this particular topic, I just want to encourage our listeners, let's, let's remove the yes. stigma because in that there's so much possibility, there's so much potential for healing and for, for us to, to face the things that are going on. We're not wrong for having them going on. We're normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially for founders. I mean, the, the patterns that got us to be successful in the first place oftentimes are not the patterns that are going to take us to you know, wealth, right. long term wealth. And I, I mean wealth more than just finance. Sure. A balanced life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. saying what you did about trauma, which is the very reason why the Trauma Hiders Club podcast exists, mm-hmm. right? here to normalize the conversation around trauma and to understand, I don't even know that we have to understand, but to open ourselves up that we have trauma, right? That trauma is within us and it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And enough with like the leadershipy kind of training I mean, that's cool. We can continue to do that and acknowledge trauma at the same time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Everything
1: has its place. Yes. And underneath the surface, trauma leads to adaptations. Yeah. That are great. It's it's amazing what we can adapt to. Yeah. And it's there. It's real. Yes. And and that's okay. It's part of being human right now. And I'm on a mission to stop that.
2: That's right.
0: (laughs) Same here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, anything that you want that you want to share that is exciting in your world?
2: Mm. Yeah. It's exciting in my world? Mm.
1: Well, to this point, I started a nonprofit organization, and we're in the very beginning stages of our growth. It's called the Truth Foundation, mm. and our mission is to. End trauma for humanity.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, and it's an enormous mission, mission. I don't think this is a thing that I'm gonna see come to fruition in my lifetime, but it's it's something that I'm pouring my time into.
2: Hmm. And
1: um, our mission is to research humanity, help humanity understand itself. We wanna understand what, what is the origin point of this right now?
2: Hmm.
1: If the only place, in nature that this pattern shows up is in domesticated animals and in humans, then we posit that our process of domestication is what's causing this. And so in order to get ahead of it and stop it, we have to better understand what we're doing that's leading that leading Mm. to that happening in the first place. Hmm. And so we haven't begun our first round of fundraising yet, but we will be this year.
2: Hmm.
1: And, um, We believe that, and we're looking for evidence to prove to the contrary right now, but we're leading with the assumption that, or the hypothesis, that the root of all problems that humanity faces right now and has ever faced, the root of those problems is our trauma. Mm. And it's passed down from generation to generation as survival adaptations. It is a part of every culture on the planet. It's a part of our myths. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
1: a part of our religions. It's a part of everything. And we believe that by understanding it, we can change it and that will have a downstream effect of solving many, many of humanity's problems
0: Hmm.
1: by getting ahead of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now we're just putting out the fires that keep popping up. We're addressing all the symptoms and we can, we can address the symptoms, we're just in a loop chasing the symptoms. We're not getting ahead of it and stopping it before it starts.
2: Hmm.
1: And so our mission is to stop it before it ever begins.
0: Hmm. And what is, what would you call phase one? Research. Okay.
1: Research and spreading the word, yeah. right? Awareness. Yeah. think one of your missions is, or your mission with this is to normalize or destigmatize right. trauma, right? That's the natural byproduct of phase one of what we're doing. Yeah. Raise money and um, begin a research study that encompasses the world.
2: Hmm.
1: We need a sociological research study that, that, that studies the process of domestication
2: yeah. in
1: as many cultures as possible simultaneously.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, that's a magnificent mission. Wow. An
1: enormous undertaking. Yeah.
0: If you, um, I'll just put this out there. Happy to. Talk with you about nonprofit fundraising. That was my Ooh. life for nearly 20 years.
1: Oh, Karen, I'm so I glad know. that I mentioned this today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? We, we are always here for a reason. That's right. And I'm sure that listeners of this podcast would love to learn what it is you're learning as you're learning it. Yeah. So stay tuned for a part three now. That's right. Of Karen and Will jamming.
1: <laughs> Thanks for in having the
0: Trauma me. Hiders Club. Absolutely. Thank you. You've been listening to the Trauma Hiders Club podcast. For more episodes, head over to my website where you'll find links to resources mentioned and all the ways you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're ready to fight, discover the rules of Trauma Club.
2: Head over to karengolfingerbaker.com.